heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Tommy Tuberville. That's right. He is uh, in the hot seat right now. Senator Tuberville out of Alabama. Um, a lot of interesting dialogue going on. This one I want to talk to you about today, uh, my fellow Americans. And um, let's push all the white conversation aside for a moment, please, and talk about the fact Okay, he's being called out because he's holding up uh, these uh, to be able to get all of these offices put into play and that the military and the Marines specifically because of the retirements don't have the proper people in positions of power and that we're not military ready now and that what is this guy doing and so on and so forth. Now, part of what he's doing, to be real clear here, he's pushing back and saying, no, 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 we need to follow the Constitution here. We need to follow specifically the Hyde Amendment Act. Uh, which says the government stays out of these things. It can't be paying for abortion of funds. Again, the conversation today, friends, please understand, isn't really about abortion. It isn't really about white nationalism. Not about any of that. It's about the basic principles, about following our Constitution. It's about doing things the way they're supposed to be doing. That's what we're talking about here. But... The conversation, as always, will be tilted toward uh, the cultural wars, because that's the land it's always fought on. And aren't you sick of it? Because I'm sick of it. They always fight on that ground right there. That's how they tear right, because they don't want to fight. None of these cats follow the rules, man. That's why Tuberville is, like, on the hot seat right now. Frankly, I think Tuberville is a hero for pushing back on these jackasses and telling them, no, there's a right way to do this. This is what, pass some legislation, he says then. What's so hard about that, man? Pass some legislation, do it right. That's all he's saying. But no, they all go into their spasms, as always, and point all this other out. So there's about 250 officers, general and flag officers, if you will, that, uh, uh, are in positions now that need to be approved and all of this. And uh, he's there. The, the narrative out there with the media is that he's blocking all of this based on uh, this, uh, his standing firm, if you will, uh, with this Hyde Amendment. Um, it's, um, it's interesting for a lot of reasons here. And the biggest is that uh, the accusations that Senator Tommy Tuberville out of Alabama is doing this is so bogus. And here's the thing. If the left, if the Democrats are ready and really worried about our military and about our military readiness, first of all, they would fund them properly, number one, and give them all the money they need to get the job done. And number two, they wouldn't put them all in pretty pink skirts and and wokeify the entire military and make it a, 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 a an experiment. It's nothing but a cultural experiment. The military has been uh, rotted out and it's been building for years, friends. That's that's the story here. I mean that, and so 
you know, their whole thing that he's the bad guy, he's just saying, follow the rules. Follow the rules. You know, we're finally getting some people, you, you got to agree with me here, pushing back. They're, they're, they're finding the Constitution and the sofa. It's down there, tucked really, really far into the sofa. And you got to put your hand all the way into the crevices of the sofa. And, you know, there's other stuff down there. It's nasty, man. It's net. You gotta put. You gotta put. You just visualize it. I'm doing it right here in the studio. You put your hand all the way down there, right in the crevices of the sofa. Oh man, this is a mess. And you're looking for the Constitution, and you you want to pull that Constitution out. See, all the dirt and the gruff down there is just garbage because that's what they've done. They've layered this on and littered this on with us over the millennia here, and here we are here. And you got cats like Tuberville that are saying, no, no, no. Enough's enough. And there's going to be more of this, I think. And these are heroes. These are, these are patriots. And there's a whole lot more to talk about this, friends. But I'll tell you, that's where I start right there. Steve, what do you think about this debate, this um, right out of the gate? To, I'm, I mean, I'm having a bit of an aneurysm here, but what do you make out of this? Um, you probably should be having an aneurysm, Malcolm, because Senator Tuberville really is uh, one of those quintessential Americans who who just decided, you know, I've had enough. He's, I think he's got your attitude, Malcolm, because he's saying, look, I've got an opportunity to apply some leverage here. And by golly, for the sake of my country, I'm going to do it. And so he holds on to these military nominations and just calls their hand, says, look, I am not going forward here until you do the proper thing. And of course, uh, you know, most people in office don't know what the proper thing is because it derives from the Constitution, right? What about their accusations of military readiness on this point alone that I reference up front to listeners, Steve? Because, you know, the, the left, they, they've run that race about decimating our military already. Isn't that a big point here? It's a huge point. There's no way that any of, of Tuberville's uh, actions here or the one action of holding on to the military uh, nominations is going to affect military readiness in any way. And Tuberville makes that point very clear. These are like the top of the top officers um, in the Pentagon. And the truth is, it's kind of like government. You know, we could probably do without three quarters of the agencies that are now operating in our government. And I could absolutely say the same with the military officers who are now ruling. Yeah. Well, I, I think part of his argument, too, is that they do everything by hook and by crook in Washington, you know, and they don't follow any rules. There's no rules at all they follow. Now, in his opinion piece, he wrote, Steve, he says, um, if Democrats can't pass legislation to authorize the abortion policy, then it shouldn't be the policy. So it, he's not really making the argument specifically about whatever that problem is, whether it's abortion or or skiing in the winter or jumping up and hitting balloons. He's not talking. That's not really the argument of the policy, although obviously they're making it all of that. It's the fact that they don't have proper legislation to authorize this policy. Is that not the case here? Um, yes. And, and uh, just to go a little further with that, for yeah. anybody that doesn't know, the, the Hyde Amendment actually prohibits federal funds. Yeah from paying for abortion. Now, the um, the mainstream media is running with that, saying, oh, look at this guy is saying uh, that 
we are breaking the law and, and you know, they, they're claiming ignorance of the Hyde Amendment or they're saying, well, how is the military actually paying for abortions? Well, what are they really doing? They are giving these people who want an abortion, they're giving them three weeks paid vacation to go and have an abortion out of state. And that is because of the recent Supreme Court decision uh, that negates Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Do you have any idea, by the way, I've never looked this up, but do you have any idea how much of a problem? And I'm just curious. It just dawned on me now with women in the military getting pregnant. Uh, how much of that is, is that? A, I would imagine back to the whole experiment of the argument years ago about women serving on the front lines and on the battle lines, which was a very heated discussion in our country. I would imagine there's a lot of this that probably goes on, I'm guessing now in the military and how widespread is are, are there a lot of women getting pregnant in the military? Well, you know, it's been a while since I've been in the military from what I can see and from what I saw when I was in the military and serving as a medical doctor. I was chief of medicine with the wow. uh, Oregon Air National Guard. There were actually very few who got pregnant. Now, I, I part of my medical practice included obstetrics. And yes, I did see some women who conceived on birth control pills and so forth, uh, but they were few. And I believe all of this is really a smokescreen. It is, is a part of the overthrowing of our law of the land, the Constitution, because what they really are saying is, look, we don't want to play by the rules. We have our own agenda. And the military's agenda is that of the remainder of our federal government. And it is, it is all to take down, to collapse and dismantle the constitution and our government and so they are doing it in their way and they are equal participants in my opinion yeah well i i just i'm i'm very curious about where this is i you know part of this decimation of our military and you know being military readiness is key important to our national security funding the military properly is essential and that's always a left-right argument the left is always fighting against that or they hold up the bills, Steve, because they they demand other social programs. I mean, it really irritates me over the years. I see every time they're passing a bill, defunding our military becomes – there's a whole bigger point to this. What I'm saying is they don't really take the argument seriously because they want to fund all kinds of experiments and all kinds of social, cultural, welfare programs in leverage of su supporting or funding our military. Isn't that the case? Oh, it's a fact. I mean, just look at, um, you, you know, what what the yeah. what defense secretary Lloyd Austin is saying. I mean, he he, he responds. I mean, basically, he admonishes uh, Tuberville and says, look, what you're doing is wrong. And he accuses him of actually um, nullifying or neutralizing the military's duty, their yeah. sacred duty. In fact, he says we have a sacred duty to do right by those who volunteer to wear the cloth of our nation. What is that saying, really? Well, but isn't that this is the thing that's to me where the rubber meets the road as well, is that I know he's saying that, but haven't they been doing that themselves? I mean, isn't he directly responsible for many of the policies they put in fact already that have been just experimental in nature and have also been highly questionable, including all of this LGBTQIA and all of this trans stuff in the military and all of the uh, uh, the um, 
the the education stuff as well. Oh, I mean, sure, sure, sure. The propaganda, and I don't call that questionable behavior. I, I call that downright damaging. I mean, look, he's saying do right. And what are they doing as far as doing right? They they call injecting, forcefully injecting this poison exactly. of the messenger RNA shots into military members, many of whom have suffered, some of whom have died as a result of the shot. And then oh, look at all the others who lost their, their military careers because they were involuntarily terminated with a less than honorable discharge, that's a huge, huge hit because they receive no uh, veterans benefits if you do not uh, get discharged honorably. So this is a whack in the face to yeah. our service members. But why is having abortion such a thing? Uh, what I'm really trying to understand as well, why is this such a thing in the military? That's what I'm not understanding uh, I, I just what, what is the height of this? I mean, I, I, I'm really wondering, Steve, are there is it like running rampant in the military? Are there a lot of women in the military that need abortions? How big of a deal is this? I really wonder that. Do you? Well, yeah, and I would suspect it's probably not a real big deal in oh. actuality. In real life, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of of female members that would want an abortion. I mean, let's face it, there's some good people in the military. And uh, it wasn't that long ago that actually yeah. the military service members had a higher morality than the average population by far. Okay. And that's not frequently understood by people. I mean, I, I wonder with the rules of engagement too, I remember a while back seeing various stories where some of them were being raped in the military for from other officers or other uh people in those ranks. I mean, have you heard anything to that oh, point? Oh, absolutely. It happened yeah. a lot, uh, specifically in the don't. Coast Guard. For Absolutely. But let me tell you this. I'll comment on that, too, because, you yeah. know, there, there we still have this endorsement of abortion under certain examples, under certain cases. And there are three uh, under the issues of the cases of being raped or incest or the other is uh, the real the biggest smokescreen when it compromises the health of the mother, which is just absolutely absurd because uh, that is almost non-existent in the medical world, period. I've also had a few patients, Malcolm, in my practice through my years that actually were raped or uh, as a result of incest or otherwise, and they raised those children and they, I'm telling you, they had the closest relationship of all their kids with that child that was conceived through a rape. So this is also a bunch of nonsense. And it goes back to, the, let's just get right back to the issue. It's an issue of right and wrong. It's a, it's a fight between good and evil. Yeah. The bottom line is, if you look at the hard science, life does begin at conception. I mean, that little thing growing in the womb is alive. It, it, you can't call it anything but a human being, right? It's not a mouse. It's not a cat. It's not a blob of tissue. It is organized assembling of human organs together, making up a complete human being. And that's from the get-go, Malcolm. The genetics is there. It never changes. Yeah, I, I mean, I hear you, and I know a lot of conversations come back to that, Steve, but again, isn't, I mean, let me just keep it real and say to you, isn't that, though, really and honestly, uh, a bit of a distraction with what Tuberville is trying to do here? 
Oh, I mean, isn't issues. he really pushing back against the fact that they don't have proper legislation in play? I, as I said, to do call it a banana, a cucumber, an avocado, or abortion, whatever the right. argument is. I mean, re, you know where I'm at, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, what what Senator Tuberville is saying is, look, I, I'm not going to question you on the issue of abortion, whether that is morally right or wrong. You, you know, all he's and saying he did is, say look, that. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying we have laws in place. Right. We have laws in place. The question is, are we going to abide by them or not? And he's calling out the military. That's the point right there. That's what. But you see where this the national conversation now is being lost. I mean, it's totally lost. People at the water cooler are talking about abortion and white nationalism, which we haven't touched on yet. But we will in moments here because this is going to be hot this part of the conversation. But. That's what people are talking about. What I'm suggesting, Steve, is that it's distraction politics constantly. And the Democrats do this really well. The left leftism, rather, is a better word to say it. Progressivism, leftism. They do this really well. They distract by throwing, oh, look at over there's another piece of red meat right there. Oh, look, there's another one over there. As the rats run around grabbing all the meat they can, which include all the media and all the Republicans alike. And that's that's what happens all the time on these cases. And what I'm saying here, I see this so repeatedly happen and things get distracted and they start arguing about abortion and and, which is a very controversial topic. And to me, you know, Steve, I got to tell you, I always felt that some of this politics should stay out of abortion. I believe this is a conversation between the woman and God. That's who they got to answer to is God Almighty. And the fact that they're murdering other human beings, if they're okay with that, and God gives them a blessing to do that, I'm certainly not in a position to play judge and jury on anybody. But it's not my position. But I think politics, I think, has muddied the water by using abortion as it to... Uh, to get into all these kinds of fights and then it distracts us from it distracts us from the real fight and the real policy. Does that make any sense? Well, it does. It does. But then again, okay, if we are abiding by the Constitution, if we are pursuing the God-given rights for every human being, every American, then is not that child in the womb uh, also entitled to the right to life. 100%. But that's a fight that we could have on almost every level, though, Steve. And if we're going to have that fight, we're never going to get by. Uh, I mean, look, we already know the Supreme Court, what just happened to Roe v. Wade. This is one of the hottest topics in our country. In fact, to, to, to segue a moment here with you here, they're going to be using that uh, in the 2024 election. I think I've already seen reports that it's going to be a big, huge part of the Democrat uh, plan. Their their uh, their platform, if you will, going into the DNC is going to be to raise the awareness of how abortion is a woman's right to choose and not the government. Right. That's going to be a part of that. I- you see that. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that will be an issue. And I don't mind it being an issue because I'll gladly challenge them in that. Because I, you know, if you look around, I mean, what we are seeing is truly a an awakening in, in America. I mean, call yeah. it what you want, a spiritual awakening, a moral awakening, a we the people awakening. People are fed up with being fed lies all the time. And as soon as you hear a Democrat or a leftist say that this is so, you have to question it. I mean, that's just common sense in this world. So I would say, yeah, bring on the the issue and let's turn it around and use it against them. Because most people, I think, are on the right side, and that is God's side. 
you're thinking that uh, I, I think you're really feeling that the country has, you, I think you're suggesting it's matured to a point on this abortion conversation now that the country's ready to really have a conversation about it. I think so, Malcolm, because I'll be honest, I was very, frankly, very surprised that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yeah. I was yeah. not expecting that. And I was so pleasantly surprised, like, wow, people are waking up. Well, at least some of the justices woke up at the moment, right? I mean, but that has a lot to do with the fact that, uh, as I repeat often, Trump had put some people that understood the Constitution or knew there was a uh, a document called the Constitution, Steve, and right. with these new justices. But nobody really pays attention. As I said, you have to dig deep, deep into the sofa. And it, and it's, it's and it's crusty down there, Steve. It's dirty. It's dirty, dirty, it dirty, is. deep in the sofa. You understand that, you know? Yes. And, and as you said, Malcolm, you said that there, you know, look at all the distractions coming at us. I mean, just take the word white nationalism, oh right? God. That was raised in, yeah. in Tuberville's uh, CNN interview. Yeah. It's like, what is what exactly is white well, nationalism? Well, uh, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Hold that thought uh, uh, Latula, one sec here. <laughs> so, because the whole nationalism conversation. Uh, I, all right. So here's what I'd like to do. And I, I, I actually want to talk to Steve a little bit more about this in a big way. And it's this, uh, like, what is nationalism? What is white nationalism? What is black nationalism? What is Asian nationalism? What is nationalism, period? What does all that really mean is what I really want to understand. Is it really bad to be white today? Is that like a real bad thing anymore? And like, where does all this fit into the to the national water cooler conversation, people? Are you as sick and tired as I am, as sick and tired of people using race to divide us? I mean, are, are you are you at the point of wanting to vomit every time you hear this conversation come up and how sick it is that the political people use this stuff in the way that they do it? And they're using this right now against Tuberville. That became the talking point over the last 48 hours, and it irritates the hell out of me. They're using this as the argument right now. This whole white nationalism thing about well, he he doubled down on that. Did you, did you see that, Mars? Well, no, Mary. What happened exactly? Well, he just this guy won't admit. He just and they just continue. Well, we asked him again. Well, would you denounce white nationalism? Yeah, you know, well, what does that mean? Does that mean you're an American? Or what the hell does that mean? I mean, this is what they do. They take Please understand what's happening here on all these conversations. They take them and they they layer all this garbage on. So nobody's talking about the issue. The real issue is that there's a constitution stuck deep down on the sofa with all this other dirty stuff there that nobody wants to acknowledge, read or understand. And this is what I've been fighting with over the last couple of weeks with you all with the 247-year mark. And I had this fight and argument with Paul Engel the other day in the Constitution study with the red and the blue and where we're at as a nation. And I just see all this stuff as distraction politics. And it, it's irritating people. And it's, you know, if, if what Steve says is true and America is pushing back on this abortion conversation, and, and I, I, I hope and pray this, I don't believe it's my position to judge everybody in this regard. I think it gets very dirty in the political landscape. I, I you know, but th at the same time, 
this uh, racism conversation and this white national white supremacy they uh, that started with the the trump administration i never heard that really well before trump but they tried to make him into the kkk and of course that was the democrat sweet spot that's what they that's their mantra that's their party that's their that's their fellow that that's their brethren that's who they are over there uh the racist bastards that's what they do they, they that's that's their deal uh they they've been pulling that off on the american people for decades now and getting away with it and these black american leaders should be ashamed of themselves what they've done to black america and and these communities i mean just talk to dr carol swain talk to dr elvita king and see what they say about this you know it's shameful what's going on here and that we're still having this argument well after martin luther king is well gone after and we just see what happened to the affirmative action thing on that point but anyways friends it's america out loud dot news that's uh that's the memo uh i gotta just keep reminding you of that but yeah that's uh that's the branding change that's happened here at america out loud uh it's america out loud dot news been planning this for about uh, six eight months finally made the transition this past weekend now, if you type AmericaOutloud.com in, you'll see it will still get you there. It will it will um, just uh, it, it redirects is what they call it to redirect. Uh, and it goes. Uh, to, but you'll notice the website, the URL, when you type it in, it will put you right on the site, but it will change to AmericaOutloud.news. And the reason for that is because we are a news organization. We're known as AmericaOutloud.news. And so that is now the main uh, platform the main website, if you will. Uh, so please help us get that out there and tell people, AmericaOutloud.news, and just keep saying that and pushing it out there, please, against people. Uh, what do we need you to do more than anything? What what I need you to help me with, please, and, I, and I'm just going to keep asking, it's important to do this, please invite other people to the platform, please. That's that's really, this is a movement. This is a movement of all, of all America pushing for liberty and justice for all, for our constitutional values, for our right to live and breathe, uh, to to honor this land and and uh, bring it back to a, a, the the Christian nation that it was founded on, that it was that the framers built this on. That's what America, and that's what it says at the top. We're fighting for future generations. That's what we do here, friends. So please help us get the word out there and bring more people with you when you come back, if you will. Okay. Uh, and, of course, you'll hear us on America Out Loud Talk Radio on iHeartRadio Network. I hope you have the app, the Apple Android Alexa apps. They're very cool. They work seamlessly, and the network just streams there perfectly. Uh, but you can hear it on a lot of networks out there. All our shows go to podcast. Uh, so help us in joining the fight uh, for liberty uh, and by bringing more people with you. We'll take a quick pause, friends. We'll join you just here in a moment on the other side. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being 
above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Thank you for joining me on the mission, friends. It is Malcolm out loud here on the Voice of a Nation. Malcolm at eight uh, is the new branding tool of the program. Eight p.m. Eastern time, weekdays. Now that's if you're on the East Coast, of course. And if you're on the West Coast, it will be five p.m. naturally. And of course, if you're anywhere else in the world, you can surely listen on iHeartRadio. Just get their app and type in America Out Loud Talk Radio, or go to AmericaOutloud.news. And on the right sidebar, you'll see all the links there for the world-class media player or for the iHeart uh, uh, radio uh, app. There, You'll see all of that, and uh, that's how you do it. Or our free apps. They're, they're terrific here. And uh, all right. Uh, we're talking here with uh, about, well, first of all, about Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville and the pushback that's happening about all of this. Now, I want to ask, uh, I, I, bear with me a moment, friends. I just want to drill down here a little bit with uh, with Steve uh, O'Toole is here with me. And um, I, I just want to drill down slightly here. And I, I just, help me under, I, 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 I'm going to confess, Steve, I don't really understand all of the semantics of this conversation of nationalism and white now. So I want to just want to ask some simple questions and see if you can help me understand it. Or maybe you don't know as well. I don't know. All right, so if we use just the word nationalism by itself, no other word attached to it, what does nationalism mean? Can you tell me? Do you know? Yeah, I would say, first of all, there, there are two parties, in my opinion, that exist in the world today, globalism or nationalism. And nationalism means that you are loyal to your nation's flag, to what your country stands for. That not that what nationalism is? Hello, I mean, not- hello. Oh, I'm just pointing out there, man. Uh, Steve, right? Is that right or wrong? Right, right, right. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? You read my mind. Well, to some of us, it is, and others, it's not so much. Uh, but, but then yes, throw in the word white. Well, or, how yeah, bad or... is it to be white today? Is what I'm asking. I guess next. So when you add white to that, so what does that does that take on another appearance of? So, what about black nationalism or Asian? That what does that do? You know. 
Well, you know, that that really muddies the water. But if you say white nationalism, then you can throw in the word extremism. See, white nationalism in the left's view is equivalent to extremism. And how do you define then non-extremism? Well, that's globalism. Or I, I guess I would call it, no, it would, I would call it wokeism. It's and that is just following all the 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 BS, the nonsense that our country is throwing at us, which is anything but the Constitution, anything but God's word in the Bible, anything but what stands for righteousness and, and morality. So here's the problem. Uh, the problem being the word nationalism. The reason this word is so hot and so lit uh, to leftism and progressivism Everyone must understand that leftism and progressivism is a disease and it is uh, is communism. It is it is communism, friends. That's the path here. That's the road. That's the takedown of this constitutional republic. Please understand what we are talking about. This is about your life. This is about your generation. This is about your kids and grandkids generation. This is about the future generations. And this nation that is being tore apart at the seams from this disease, which is actually a disease that is far more lethal and worse than SARS-CoV-2. Okay, this particular disease we're talking about right now, leftism, progressivism, is worse than SARS-CoV-2. What would you say about that, Steve? Well, I totally agree. When you think about what whatever you want to prefix the word nationalism with what it really gets down to according to the left's definition it, it's ahead. based on the density of a certain type of skin cells uh, called melanocytes and we all have them unless we are albino but that's what it's all about and um if we take out those words then as you said american nationalism means that we are loyal to the constitution just I mean, but they've made it a bad thing because the country is under arrest. The country is under arrest, and there this is part of that agenda to make it a bad thing to love your country. This is why Trump was a pain in the ass. Uh, and this is why this whole MAGA thing, make America great again, or MAGA. I mean, this is why this was so horrific to the leftism, progressivism. People that had red hats that said they love America or wearing the flag. This is why these bastards got on their knees and uh, and insulted our flag and insulted our patriots. Uh, this is what this has been building now for some years. Now, when you look at Wikipedia right now, I just said, what is, I just typed in, okay, what is United States nationalism? American nationalism is a form of civic, ethic, cultural, or economic influences found in the United States. Essentially, it indicates the aspects that characterize and distinguish the United States as an autonomous political community. Now, I didn't see anything in there that sounded racist to me, Steve, is there? No, no, that sounds pretty good, actually. Even Wikipedia, who doesn't know left or right or what day it is, uh, got that one right, Steve, is what I'm suggesting. You know, They right? actually did, yes. I mean, amazing. So there it is right there. That's nationalism. So all right, so nationalism is a word. It just in you know, there's Germany, France, uh, you know, England, uh, Japan, even many places. Every country 
there's some sort of a pride or a spirit there, call it whatever you want. I don't think there's a point of exceptionalism. I do disagree with Barack Obama to think that every country's exceptional and that's because it is and that you're no better over here. I do not believe in that garbage. I do not believe in Obama's uh, doctrine uh, for that. American exceptionalism was a privilege. It was uh, call it, and that comes in white, black, brown, yellow, green, blue, or any color you want it to be, people. It's got nothing to do with anything, and it is not racist. Is that God has fueled the energy. God has fueled the energy and the lightness through this nation. As a Christian Judeo nation, the United States of America was a nation that was supposed to be here. It's a, it was a nation and is a nation whose time had come. It was a nation that changed the world. It was a nation that saved the world. It, 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 it was a different kind of country. It was, it was humanity. It was people. It was mankind. It was people that came together collectively, Steve, to create this amazing, uh, uh, this, this uh, birth of a people, of a country that was the United States of America. One of the few places you could become an American, even if you were born somewhere else or you're white, black, brown, yellow, look different, look odd, you could still be an American. You can't say that about every country, Steve. Oh, that's a fact. I mean, look at Lloyd Austin. Here's a black man yeah. who rose up from the ranks in the military, became a four-star general. Now, where else could he have done something like that? And uh, if, if slavery was still an issue in America and slavery, <laughs> who, who crushed slavery in America? Wasn't it the, the white nationalists? <laughs> I mean, wasn't it? Or, or, you know, I'm sure the blacks contributed as well. But the, the fact is, we are an American people. And, you know, in all of my military tra travels, Malcolm, when I went to another nation and saw them flying their flag and being proud of it right. because there was something good about their nation, I relished it. I enjoyed Amen. it and cherished it. I did too. It. I did too. It, by the way, it was the white, it was the, when you talk about the white nationalists that back to slavery, Steve. I would even go further. It was the white Republican nationalists that did that, by the way. Well, that's uh, a good point, Malcolm. Right. Uh, because the other party, uh, you know, were wearing the uh, the white uh, suits. Right? And they fought to keep it. And they fought to keep it. You better believe it. And they it. did. It was, it, yeah. And it was it was the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, that became uh, huh, a piece of American history, didn't it, Steve? And yeah. let's face it, they're trying to bring it back is, is yeah. any way possible. They will yeah. try to bring back slavery of people okay and um yeah it's very oppressive so if nationalism is it, it's a very good word people there's nothing please uh, please understand there's not a thing wrong with having pride in country in fact it's a very very uh noble um uh, quality to have uh, for me particularly I, I, I let me speak to you from my heart for a moment here I have, uh, I just have always had uh, incredible passion as a young man for our country. I, I don't, I can't describe this exactly why. It's kind of built into me who, you know, we, we sort of are built who we are or how we are at young ages. I've always had this sense and pride of our country. I always knew that I was, I was blessed, beyond blessed and gifted uh, to be born here and that God had bigger plans for me. I've always known that all my life. I have, honest to God, really always have. And I always found it a blessing uh, that we, we are part of this thing here in America. I tend to get real um, sensitive about things that are red, white, and blue. And I did this all the way through, even as a young man. 
when like uh, different prideful, you know, some some of these songs, Steve, that would be played, not just not just the um, um, the the Star Spangled Banner or these. these my uh, country, tis of thee. Yeah, my right. I, I some of these would just. I get chills on my. I get chills, you know. I, mean, I get goosebumps, uh, Steve. You know, and I want to celebrate our country. I mean, and so I. I, I mean. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I I would turn, turn to silly putty at that moment because I love our country so much that I feel that passion come right through me at such a spur of the moment. I've been in sports games before and that goes off. And the pride in me, I feel like it's like it's like the little Horton, the elephant with Seuss, the Horton who that could. It just you start to grow in sizes of everything that you could possibly be. And you feel your strength growing, that you're part of oh, this great I, experiment. Do you ever get that way? Oh, Malcolm. Malcolm, when I hear the national anthem, I stand up straight at attention. My right hand goes over my heart. Yeah. And never before the end of the playing of that song are there are my eyes dry. I always have tears in my eyes because of what the American flag stands for, and I am proud of my country. Not everybody feels that way in this country, do they? No, and particularly not in the younger generation, because they have yet to taste the real tyranny of communism. Yeah, well, I often say, I've said many times, uh, my regular listeners know this, so that, uh, and I've even told my kids and others around me that, you know, this is serious stuff. And if you don't, and even there's, I'll give it, I have a couple of friends, Steve, that um, are um, really good people, good friends. They're left of center. Do you know what I, you know what I mean by left of center, yes. right? Yeah. So they're not Marxist or radical, you know what I mean? You know, and I, 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 I um, and I love them. They're terrific people, but they're left of center and they're thinking, okay, that's fine. They cool. They know that I am simply not anywhere near that spectrum, but that's okay. That's all right. I believe the country is is good for that i mean it's a it's a conversation we can have and uh it comes up oftentimes in conversation and uh and we it get it can get hot when you start talking and i love to talk politics i, t I talk about everything at the dinner table that they told you early on when you're growing up as a kid steve not to talk about you what is it never talk about what is it politics religion and what sex is it or something like that Something like that. That's right. Definitely uh, politics and religion. Yeah, I like to talk about all three, religion, politics, and sex, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I so, think you should. <laughs> so I put it all out there, man. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, but respectfully, as a gentleman, I say that now. But in any event, uh, say, how, what are your dinner table conversations like, Malcolm, exactly? Well, <laughs> well, I, I have them. I basically have them here with you every day, friends. That's I put it out there just as I would at the dinner table in the same way that I am. That's why I have to be careful. That's funny. I had some friends over for the um, Independence Day. And uh, I, I can't help myself sometimes. That's why I find myself more guarded with having folks over because uh, I, you know, I sort of don't, I don't separate the, the, the man from the country, Steve. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, oh, uh, I do. I am who I am and it doesn't change because um there, here or there. It is, you know, I don't, I've never been kind of that. I don't know. Some people, I just find them phony. They don't really stand for who they are. And I don't know any other way but than to do what I'm doing here. So this word nationalism, 
is is an okay word to use. Let's get that out there right now in in uh, in people's minds. There's Absolutely. nothing wrong. Nothing. Hey Malcolm, I got a question for you. It's it you're you're driving me to it. You know, you let's take a look at these two generals. We got Lloyd Austin, who is is absolutely saying, let's go down the road of white nationalism, extremism, and all. But and I asked myself, is he saying this because he is a black man who struggled in the system? And is this just a knee-jerk reaction, or are they actually using him as a useful idiot to push their own agenda? Because we see the same thing, and it's and I see it regardless of skin color. You've got Lloyd Austin, then you've got this general Mark Milley, whom I call Silly Milley. And by the way, he's scheduled to retire, Tired. I believe, in September. Yeah, in uh, September. But, yeah. but, you know, is Mark Milley also another useful idiot? I mean, I do not understand what they have as military generals. Hmm. What do they have against nationalism? I mean, the whole purpose of our government is to defend our nation. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at uh, some of these comments and then... Um, which has been the distraction that I've watched now with the media. Uh, so let me, let me take a look here, uh, Steve. Um, so uh, he was on, what, a CNN interview. He was questioned about his definition of a white nationalist, uh, which, as you, it, it is. It's a total diversion from the real issue, which is what where I started this talk today, Steve. It's got nothing yeah, it to do with nothing. Be. Not a damn thing to do with anything. But that's, but that's right. the go-to argument to distract from the policies, just like the whole abortion thing. It's that's not what Tuberville is talking about, man, but everybody wants to go there. And that's the first thing everybody has to understand. Now he's now he said, now correct me on this, Steve. He said, I believe this was Tuberville's uh, quote. You, um, maybe, you know, this, he said, my opinion of a white nationalist. Yeah, this is his quote. Actually. I remember seeing, hearing him say this in the video. If someone wants to call them a white nationalist to me as an American, he said, did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. So he's defying them the fact that and but there's they still keep doubling and tripling down on him and they they're looking to make him into something he's not. And what he's doing, see, Tuberville is playing the same thing we just did. He probably he might have even looked at Wikipedia, I don't know, and said or looked at other definition sources on the word nationalism. And it is actually a proper word to use for loving one's country and to have pride in it and in this way that we're talking about here. There's nothing wrong with that word. But like everything else, they make the words bad. That's projectionism and what leftism does really, really well. But you know, so he kind of put that out there. And then the whole white thing is that uh, they make everybody uncomfortable now, I find, in position, Steve. Yeah, and when, I think Tupperville, white. actually, Tupperville uh, pointed that out in his response because yeah. before he actually answered the question as saying uh, the white nationalist is an American, he said, if you want to use that term, white nationalist, okay, exactly. because exactly. it, it you know, it's not, it doesn't pertain to color, period. It has nothing to do with color. No, it and has so nothing to do I with it. I think he rightly said it, that a, a nationalist is an American, period. That's, that's exactly it. And they didn't like that answer. Oh, they hated it. Yeah. So they kept coming back because he wants, they want him to call out white nationalism as a, as a, as a racist supremacist and that white people are bad. And it's been a narrative that's been building for some time now, this whole white supremacy uh, thing. You, it really started, I mean, I, as far as I know, Steve, it started, I mean, unless you can find an earlier point, I just recall it becoming a thing uh, 
uh, in the Trump administration. I'd never remember it ever becoming part of the narrative before then, was it? Um, not to the extent that it is now, but uh, even long ago, there there were even when I when I enlisted in the service uh, back in '75, uh, I remember uh, having to attend classes. Uh, about racism, about, you know, and it was basically accepting one another. But now that has changed. I mean, we have completely flipped the agenda in the military. Oh, yeah. Well, that's they're doing that uh, on all these policies. uh, And which is part of the argument that I have that the the left, uh, you know, they they have corrupted our military. They don't fund it properly. They've got this uh, using the military as an experiment, as an experiment for all of these uh, programs. And uh, it's a cultural rot of America is what it is. It's the cultural rot. You don't use your military for this sort of thing, Steve. You just don't do it. Uh, This is national security we're talking about at the highest order. This is not the place. And that's something I'll tell you. I have no respect for Austin and Millie or any of these cats. They should have pushed. And I expected this to happen. You know, I have to tell you in full disclosure, I've actually been shocked. I expected these cats to push back. I really, truly did. I'm, I'm telling you, I expected them to push back when Obama was pushing that agenda. And I expectedly expected them to push back through now, through the, the Biden uh, regime here. I expected them to push back on a lot of these experiments. And they didn't do it, Steve. They didn't do it. They they sucked no, them they, up it, and they put them out there. Why? 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 Right. Well, it, number one, they, they obviously lack a spine. Number two, they obviously are testosterone deficient, <laughs> as is the entire nation. And, and that's a little in a literal sense. But, you know, they they must have yeah. swallowed hook, line and sinker. The critical race theory that has been uh, being taught in, in our schools, including in the military academies. I mean, they have been forced to teach this. I don't know who is forcing the issue, who's been pressing it. Um, but ever since Obama took office, I mean, racism has made a huge comeback, at least in the eyes of the left, not necessarily in the eyes of the American people. So with all these conversations that go to race and go to the worst possible, it's the most disgusting stuff that is used to divide the people. If all these conversations are going there, uh, as they are, uh, and this is a perfect case study right here with uh, Tommy Tuberville and standing up for the Constitution here. Um, my question that I posed yesterday to you all on the show when I had the Breggins on there is very simple. I mean, shouldn't we be less tolerant? And I, and that's sort of a lit torch for some people. What are they? What are you really saying? I think we should be less tolerant against leftism, progressivism, evil, communism. Satan. I think we should be less tolerant of this talk of being pushed the fact of nationalism, uh, uh, abortion, all of these conversations, but more so in honoring our Constitution, doing the things to keep our country whole, to keep it real, to keep to keep it what we all grew up with and love about our nation. I, I think, Steve, I think we're at the point now where we just need to be less tolerant of this because and that's the to me the antidote for all the times the republican establishment acquiesce and bend over and take one for the democrat team which they do all too consistently and i for one am sick and tired of it i join you on that malcolm there you, you couldn't say that enough times people need to hear that we've got to become fed up 
with the rhetoric that is constantly shoved down our throat all the time. We're not. What are we asking for exactly? We're not. I mean, we're not. Uh, what are we really asking for? You'd think we were asking for the pot of gold at the at the end of the rainbow, but they've they, they've tainted the rainbow. They hijacked God's symbol for the uh, transgenderism uh, LGBT. But what are we really asking for, Steve? What are we What are we asking for? What What is it exactly? We're asking for what? What? We we are asking to get back, to return to the basics. When it comes to the military, you know, executive order, I think it's 10631, the code of conduct for members of the armed forces started out with the words, I am an American fighting man, period. I am an American. I am a fighting man. And now they have changed it to I am an American uh, soldier. Uh, they're modifying the soldier's creed because of the woman. The line, because of the woman, we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I was going to answer that earlier in the program, and I didn't. I didn't do it because I know it's not a proper question to ask, but it's a very difficult question. I think people don't like to answer. But should women serve on the front lines in combat of the military? Um, all right. If you want my opinion, absolutely not. Simply because of genetics, simply because of the biology that everybody wants to throw aside in favor of this pseudoscience. No, the man has more testosterone than the woman and therefore has more muscle mass by nature of the hormones. If I am shot or wounded in the military, um, I want to know that I have someone that has my back covered that can do the job. If I bailed out of my fighter aircraft and I knew the military were coming to pick me up, I want somebody that can carry my wounded body if necessary and get me the hell out of there. Okay, so know, no. You know they were gonna, they'll call you a gender phobia racist for that. You know that, for that comment. Yes, let, it, let them bring it on. And um, <laughs> I'll take uh, their, their insults any day and stand proudly before my God, before my country and my flag. Well, I when you and I, though, were both young men, uh, women were not in the military. It was it was disavowed. It didn't happen, Steve. Well, they were in, in a supportive role. But that's in it. The medical they were field, not in combat yeah. positions. That's what I'm saying. They were about. not yeah. in combat. Yeah. You would never see a female no. fighter pilot. No. You would never see a female soldier yeah. on the ground fighting. And, and I never thought back in that day that we'd see that, frankly. I just thought that was a given, that th- there were differences between men and women. It's and, and, and this different, by the way, Steve, the differences of men and women, by the way, is an act of God, by the way. Oh, yes, it is. In the beginning, he created us male and female. And yeah, you, you only thought that, Malcolm, because that is has been the way it has been throughout the history of mankind. Women did not fight the wars. Yeah, I just want to point that out. That uh, that was an act of God, men and women. It's just good to have that question again or theory put in front of you. Okay, what, where's that coming from, Malcolm? Why are you saying that? No, I think women are really good at many things. Men are really good at many things. Uh, but you bet it's back to the makeup of who we are. Yeah, I was surprised that that was the case. They put in those positions, but then they went further. And so here's when I talk about being intolerant or not. Every time these arguments have come up, the right has gone along with it. They keep pushing for more. And if you bring it all the way back to that point, Steve, to now current day today, do you see how much they push now from when we were a kid, from when women were not in combat positions, talking about the U.S. military and where we are today? Do you see what's happened? Absolutely. We are at the bottom of the slippery slope. That's where they have taken us and we have allowed it, you know, so uh, we've got some ground to make up. I'm just seeing how we just hit a couple of nerves here, but we've allowed it. 
That's what's happened is this country has been tolerant constantly, even this diversity, equity, inclusion nonsense, which goes directly against Martin Luther King's fight uh, for fighting for character, not color of skin. Hello. I never understood that as a kid either. Why somebody had any advantage because of whatever their pigments of their skin color, which was ridiculous on its face. And I never got, I never passed that theory of thinking, Steve, as a young guy. And that was a problem as well. And now you see the Supreme Court, all of a sudden, the Supreme Court is tipping the whole game upside down backwards, aren't they? Wow. Oh, yes. And, and all I can say is it's about time, Malcolm, because I was absolutely directly a victim of that. I mean, applying for medical school, I had three things going against me. I was a male, I was white, and I was a preacher. Okay, so... Wow. Wow. Whoa, not what they are looking for. The only thing that I think got me in was that I was so diversified. I'd been in the military, flew the heavies, flew the fighters, blah, 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 blah. Other than that, if I had not had that diversity of life experience, I wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> Tommy Tuberville, Senator Tuberville, he needs our support, friends. This is a senator out of Alabama, the great state of Alabama. He's uh, pushing back against us now, and uh, he's under a lot of pressure. And here's the thing. The pressure is not just from the leftism, but it's from the right as well. That's always the case because both sides buckle. That's what uh, we just divulged. We just said that moments ago here. That's why we're in the panic mode we're in. We're at the bottom of the heap, which is what Steve just said. And that's part of this. So T uh, Tuberville now is saying we can do better. And what he's saying is, if you want, and he, he agrees, we want these officers in play we, in, in the military, 100%. Everybody wants, yes, absolutely. Get them in place, get them in power. But he's also saying, uh, do this the right way. If you're Because what's happened is they pushed all these policies in through the dead of night, and they do it all with no proper legislation whatsoever. They're mandating all this crap. They're putting power where it doesn't belong. It's all messed up, people. That's what's happening. And, you're, and you're, your rights are being removed by the minute. By the minute of the day, you have, less, you, have, you have less rights tomorrow morning than you have today. And you'll have less rights next week than you have today. And that's going to continue on until the American people say, full stop, we are not going to be tolerant anymore of your BS. That's going to keep going right there. We have got to stop this nonsense cold and not play these games of racism and abortion talk and let the Supreme Court, they've done their thing already. Now put it on states' rights. Bring this stuff back to states' rights. Bring the power back to the states. Downsize the federal government. Knock those agencies down. Knock all of them down, including the FBI and the CIA and the joke you see running up there today with the the, the uh, Christopher Ray. What what a what an imbecile he is! It's another one, I'll tell you. Uh, but it's all over the place, friends. That's what's going to happen. That's the recipe here. Uh, listen, uh, there's a path forward here. Support Senator Tommy Tuberville here, and and understand what nationalism means. Okay, all right, and understand also that the KKK come from leftism progressivism. That's where the racist sits. That's Chuck, Chucky Schumer's party, by the way. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.